joining us now, Rick Allen, a Nebraska native, a former Husker and All-American for the track and field team, and uh, works now with NBC co calling NASCAR. But if you went to football games in 1994, you probably know his voice from the PA announcing, right? Yeah, he was the guy. He was the voice of Memorial <laughs> Stadium. So, Rick, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Big day here in Lincoln. What was your reaction to the news that Trev Alberts is the new athletic director? Well, I think I need to start off with scoring for the Huskers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> love it. What uh, everybody, uh, I think, liked so many years ago, and I think everybody likes that now, too. But, um, no, I'm really excited for Trev. Uh, I think he's the right guy. I, I mean, I guess I was uh, a part of that organization um, a long time ago when I thought Trev was going to get the job probably 15 years ago or so. I think he was uh, in the running for it. And so I think uh, he's a perfect fit. Um, I, I've known Trev for a very long time uh, when he came up and uh, was a part of the football program there. Uh, we were roommates, and uh, he's one of my best friends. And so uh, very excited for he and his family. Um, I know he's going to do a great job for Nebraska. His heart's in the right place. Um, I know he said that, you know, uh, his faith, his family, uh, and then Nebraska. You know, it's that's the way it goes for him. And uh, that's 100% from the heart. So I'm excited about this uh, new move uh, for Nebraska and the, the next start, I guess, uh, with Trev at the helm. You know, Rick, when you, when you go back in time and you think back to the days that, that, that Trev was a player, a uh, student athlete here and doing so well, you, you knew that he had leadership qualities. And then we watched as he went on uh, to a broadcast career and was successful. And it, it was it was kind of a poignant moment when he, when he quoted Coach Osborne saying, you know, you're going to get more out of a life, of a life of service than, you know, doing something in, in, in television necessarily. But... Uh, you know, you can kind of tell the test that uh, Trev was destined for great things, and it is terrific to see him following Tom's footsteps. Yeah, I, we could tell that um, when, you know, obviously when Trev was on the field, he was a leader. Uh, when Trev left, and as you mentioned, went to television, well, went obviously pro first and then television, uh, he was, he just has that aura about him that uh, you just respect and you just know that. Uh, he can make decisions, and that's really what uh, he's been able to do his entire life is just, you know, he takes in all the information around him, um, which he's done all his life. You know, even when he was looking at, uh, you know, when he went pro, I, I remember being with he and his family, and just the way he takes in information and dissects it and then makes the right decision, he's been doing that all his life. And I think that's just that's what makes him a, a great leader. He's a he's a perfect fit. Um, his heart is in the right place. Uh, I know he said that he's going to work as hard as he possibly can. He will do that. We've seen that with every step of his life, his you know football career, uh, and then to, to his professional career. So yeah, and I know that Trev uh, and Coach Osborne have a very tight bond. Um, he you know he considers. Coach Osborne, you know, a, a second father. And I know that Coach Osborne mentored virtually every player that's ever gone through uh, the Nebraska program. And so, obviously, that's a great thing. Uh, we've seen, you know, the the greatness of Coach Osborne, and, and I think it's uh, being passed down to these players that have played for him. And, 
now you see, you know, obviously with Scott at the helm, uh, the football program and, and Trev running the athletic department, uh, I, I just think it's a great combination. Yeah, and he talked about a lot about that in the student athletes, and that's why we all have jobs, and they're they're the most important thing in all of this. And you know, with with all the changes that are kind of happening in college athletics and the name, image, and likeness, how do you see him kind of continuing to maneuver through all of these kind of uh, changes that are kind of going taking place, and you know, kind of continuing to keep Nebraska at the forefront of all of that? So he has a great vision. I've always thought uh, a really really good vision and he's going to be looking out for the student athletes at nebraska and but not just uh, I, I don't think he's just going to be uh, focused on the student athletes as much as uh in the big picture of things uh, I, I know a lot of schools are like oh this is great you know we can uh the students are going to be able to utilize their likenesses and all this i, I think trev's going to look at it in a, a bigger picture of is this the best for everybody involved, for Nebraska, for the athletic department, for the student athlete, uh, for everyone involved. And I think that's where, you know, Trev can worry about the details and look at the details, but he's also, he's got an an incredible vision for the big picture. And I think that's what uh, right now this, you know, the way the, the, the college landscape looks with college athletics right now I think it needs a, a broader view. It can't just be, hey, let's look at what our kids can get right now. It's how is this going to affect these kids for their lifetime? Because that's really when they make a decision to come to the University of Nebraska, it might be for four years, but it's affecting their lifetime. And I think that's where Trev has that vision. Um, and he knows that it, obviously he's a, he's a perfect example of that. You know, he, he spent four years at Nebraska, but those four years set him up for life. And so uh, he's going to look at every student athlete that same way. You know, that these four years are, yes, what we have for Nebraska here now, but it's also setting these kids up for life, you know, all the way through. So I think that's the vision that he'll be looking at. And like I said, you know, I'm a little biased. Uh, he's a good guy. <laughs> he's a friend of mine, and I think that uh, – He's, he's going to make a lot of great decisions, and I think we just need to trust him. And he looks exactly like he did in 1992. He has not <laughs> he aged age. a bit. Bill, what's going on with that? <laughs> the rest of us all look older, and he has an age. <laughs> it was pretty remarkable. I, I was saying at the top of the show that he rem- in his mannerisms and his speech, he, did, he reminded me of Coach Osborne in a lot of ways and just his uh, delivery and his presence um, uh, on, on the stage. Uh, I want to go back in time with you while we have you. Um, they're not going to let me talk NASCAR with you for two hours, so we'll, we'll save that for another time. Uh, Rick Allen is joining us, the voice of NASCAR and NBC, and we don't get a chance to talk around the water cooler at NBC Sports because there isn't one. But um, you and I had the opportunity, very unique in the early 90s, to be a part of, the, the, uh, of Husker Vision. And again, another pioneering effort by the University of Nebraska. What do you remember about those days of of uh, scrambling and getting shows together and productions together and working with Jeff Schmall? Well, obviously, Jeff, a very good friend, um, and uh, he was my mentor um, and really uh, took a gamble with a, you know, I think I was 24 years old or something at the time when I was the public address announcer and worked in Husker Vision. But he's another one of those guys who had a vision. Um, and that's the, that's the great thing about what I remember about Husker vision is a group of people getting together and 
absolutely having an incredible passion for trying to put out the best show possible uh, to the fans that came to the in any sporting event, uh, whether it be football, basketball, uh, wrestling, gymnastics, whatever it was. Uh, I know Husker Vision had a, a, a goal of making that experience great for anybody uh, who was a part of it. I, one of my greatest memories I remember, and I think it, 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 here's how my age has affected me. I don't remember the football game. I think it was Kansas, but it was, uh, it was a away football game. I think it was in Lawrence. We played the game, and when we came back to Lincoln, I remember the, we had a snowstorm. And as we were up in Husker Vision getting ready to do the Tom Osborne show, which, I, Bill, I'm guessing at the time you were the host. I'm not sure. Yep. But there was a power outage. And I remember being on the phone and I'm yelling at somebody who was a part of the university and I'm yelling saying, we have got to do this show. It has to get out tonight because it airs tomorrow. And I'm yelling at this person thinking, hey, you've got to get us power. The whole city of Lincoln had a power outage. <laughs> and for some reason, I thought that me you know, yelling at this university person to get us power because we had the Tom Osborne show that had to get out the next day. And I just remember thinking back on that now, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what was I thinking? You know, I, I, uh, we had a lot of fun, though. I mean, it was a great time, great experience uh, for me. I grew really close to Coach Osborne at that time, um, working with him. I know you, you know, kind of had the same situation. So uh, great memories for me uh, to be a part of that organization. When you took the mic inside Memorial Stadium, the PA mic, and, you know, for that very first game, first of all, well, how special was it, but how nervous were you? <laughs> very. Uh, I remember doing the spring game uh, the year before I started, and that was – Husker Vision had not actually been put into the stadium yet. And I remember that uh, at the time, uh, Bill Byrne was the athletic director. And when we got done with the spring game, somebody said to Bill Byrne, uh, he said, man, that sound system really sounds great. Thank you for bringing that in. And Bill goes, well, we actually haven't put it in yet. <laughs> and he goes, oh, well, okay, the guy... The guy's voice came through pretty clear, so we thought you'd put a new sound system in. I thought, okay, well, this is going to work out pretty well for me. <laughs> but, uh, no, I was very nervous. Like I said, I was 24 years old. Um, I was at, you know, the number one program in the country. And uh, with the fans that we have there and the respect uh, for opposing teams and everything else, I knew that I didn't want to be a part of, uh, you know, in, any grandstanding or try to direct any attention to me. So I – the only thing I ever did was I, I did a little inflection when I did scoring for the Huskers. But other than that, uh, I tried to keep everything really pretty even keel so that nobody thought that they ha we had an advantage by the announcer. I'm going to tell a story out of class. But uh, Rick, also, in, in addition to being the voice of Memorial Stadium, was also the voice of uh, Eagle Raceway during the summers. And we're speaking with Rick Allen, the voice of NASCAR on NBC Sports. And Rick uh, did a show at Eagle Raceway one night and then comes back to Husker Vision the next day and says, hey, do you know a guy named David Hill? And I said, <laughs> well, you mean like the president of Fox Sports? I, I don't know. Uh, I'm supposed to call him. What should I do? I said, I think you should call him. And I think Eric Shanks maybe who was the president of Fox. They were, they were trying to track down Rick, and, and things worked out uh, quite well for you uh, with the Speed Channel and the trucks for so many years. And they were sad to see you go, but now to hear you as one of the, the lead voices of NASCAR, I'm glad you made that phone call. 
I did. And it was, yeah, it was about that way. I mean, at the time, David Hill was the chairman of Fox Sports, and I had no idea uh, that this Australian was calling me to be a part of NASCAR. But uh, thankfully, uh, it worked out. I had a great audition with Daryl Waltrip, who said there's no Schwiegers in NASCAR. That's why I am Rick Allen on television, because that's my middle name. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's how all of that transpired. But, yeah, most people in Nebraska... They're like, oh, Rick Schwieger, we remember him. He's the public address announcer. But when I say Rick Allen, they're like, I have no idea who that is. I want to ask you about uh, your experience as an athlete, a three-time All-American. The uh, You won two Big 8 titles in the decathlon. How did you come to participate in the decathlon? Well, uh, I was a pole vaulter in Grand Island, Nebraska. And one of the kids that was at Grand Island before me was at Nebraska as a pole vaulter. And he said, hey, walk on. Uh, they'll ask you to walk on. And I said, great. I walked on. And after about a month, maybe two months, the coach said, well, I don't think you're going to make it as a pole vaulter. So why don't you try the decathlon? And I said, all right, tell me what it is and I'll do it. <laughs> and so he explained the 10 events to me. And I said, sounds like a lot of fun. And so I just started learning those. And uh, thankfully, you know, I had great patient coaches that uh, were around me and, and inspirational. And um, it, it was a great experience for me uh, learning that and just, you know, being a part of, you know, some very exciting things uh, that took place with the Nebraska track and field team. And so Gary Pepin obviously was the, the coach and is the coach that uh, told me try the decathlon and I'm glad he did. Uh, so I've had great memories with that. I, I've been able to experience a lot of things. Um, competed for the United States and uh, did a lot of a lot of fun stuff. So that's uh, that was a great time of my life. I know uh, right before, and this is a Trev story, and I'm going to tell this. I know you guys are probably pressed for time, but I'll tell this Trev story. So Trev and I are really good friends. We go out to play golf, and I had qualified for the Olympic trials, and I was I think it was like a week before the Olympic trials. We're playing golf there in Lincoln, and we're waiting on the tee box because the group in front of us was a little bit slower. And so as we're just sitting there, you know, chatting back and forth, Trev hits a pine cone with his driver and it hit me in the knee, in the knee on the side of the knee. And it hit me with some force. And I looked at him and I probably said a curse word that I shouldn't have, but I was like, you idiot. I said, I'm getting ready to do the Olympic trials. You just hit me in the knee. And I was so mad. I actually chased him off the tee box like I was going to do something to him. And I, you remember, he's an outside linebacker. Yeah. But at the time, I thought it was pretty big. But that's I remember that very vividly. Is He hit me with a pine cone on the tee box, and I chased after him thinking I was going to kick his butt. But So anyway, that those are just a few of the fun things that I was able to experience with Trev. We're going to have to bring that up to Trev then, to get his side of the story, because this is really breaking news that I'm not sure the search committee uh, knew yeah. about. Yeah, hit me with a pine cone. Uh, yeah, I was I was not happy about that, and I think he was laughing the whole time. So he's running away from me, laughing while I'm chasing after him, and I'm mad. But good times, yeah, good times. Great, great stuff. Great days, uh, and it's great to catch up with you. Give us an idea in our in our final kind of moments here. You've got uh, NASCAR going on on NBC. What uh, what's the rest of the season look like for you? And and nobody has made a better debut in television over the last few years than Dale Earnhardt Jr. You've got a great team on NBC. Really do. Uh, well, I'm lucky. Yeah, they've put some great people uh, together. I'm lucky that, you know, I kind of get to lead the team. And 
um, just to be a part of the family. And Bill, you know about it. You've been a part of it as well. I think you're probably get, you've got a couple uh, couple things going on here in the next couple weeks with the Olympics. But we've got uh, we've got five races until the playoffs. And when the playoffs start, it's ten races that go all the way to Phoenix before we determine the champion. And right now, uh, Kyle Larson is the hottest ticket right uh i guess behind the wheel of any cup drivers um and i'm in wilmington north carolina right now and he's normally a part of our golf group that we uh are getting together and play some golf with but uh he's really really impressive and i think he'll be uh the front runner for the championship this year uh for the cup series but you've got chase elliott that's part of his team that won it a year ago is the reigning champion and uh, not ready to relinquish, I think, that title. So we've got some great storylines going. Um, just it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a great time, and we'd love for everybody to join us on NBCSN or NBC Sports uh, each week, with the exception of these two for the Olympics. Uh, we'll be on every weekend. If you promise to try to get in scoring for the Huskers somewhere in your call, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people will tune in for that. I think I can do it. If all of Nebraska will watch, I'll throw it in. Awesome. Rick, thank you so much. Awesome stuff. Uh, fun stories. We appreciate you calling in. Bill, Jess, thank you guys so much for your time. I appreciate it.